there's a fine line between freedom and order, and that balance is difficult to maintain. Hi there, my name is Briar Summers, and welcome to my podcast, Freedom vs. Order and Their Effects on Society. While listening, you will learn about the controversy of to whom power should mostly belong. You will learn about how your daily life can be affected if there was no government. You will hear different opinions about the society we live in today, including that of Sasha Carian and Tony Bernard, and you will start to develop your own. Do you think our society has too much order and control over us, or do you think there's too much individual freedom? I think that our society has too much control over us because all our individuality still has to conform to the laws of our government. I think crime needs to be more controlled, but I also think we need more freedom, and the government has to put Bob's Burgers back on Netflix. The ideals of freedom and order contradict themselves. Freedom gives most of the power to the individual, and order gives most of the power to the government. Both have their advantages and their disadvantages. Giving freedom to the individual gives them a choice to do what they want and need to do. However, without proper laws in place, chaos and anarchy would emerge, and there would be no security for the properties of the people or their lives. But if the government had complete control, the safety of the civilians would be almost guaranteed, the amount of resources would be monitored, and properties and possessions would be better insured. On the other hand, the individuals wouldn't have enough choice about how they want to live their lives. The hard part is finding the balance where society can function the best. The government has massive control over our lives. They create the laws and regulations, reinforce them, and much more. And as time passes, the government keeps integrating itself into our lives more and more. Although a form of government is very important, some of the things they can do are just, well, plain dumb. According to Michael D. Tanner, senior fellow at the Cato Institute and author of Going for Broke, Deficits, Debt, and the Entitlement Crisis, There are more than 50 cities where civilians are not allowed to give food to the homeless. That's a law that prohibits simple acts of kindness. And in Montana, the government is considering lawmaker David Moore's proposal to ban yoga pants and other garments that are quote-unquote indecent. Here's how some female students at Montana University reacted to this proposal. Not a lot of college kids would get up out of bed and go to class if yoga pants weren't a thing. I don't really get this law. I'm not, yeah. not sure I'm for it. Rumors about uh, yoga pants being banned because of people uh, thinking lustful thoughts about women wearing yoga pants. Pants I wear isn't going to distract somebody from failing a test. They're going to fail a test regardless of what pants I'm wearing. Like, I just thought the whole process was ridiculous. Yeah, jeans are just as tight as yoga pants, and they show off just as much. 
Women are feeling violated by this proposal, and many think that it's prejudice against women. And it's not just the government that has this kind of control. There are many pressures put on society through the media and the ideal of conformity. I think in society, especially the media, we are controlled on our appearance and how we're supposed to act because of the influence that the media shows and what's just expected. And I think that that puts a lot of pressure against us to think that we're either not good enough or we need to become better. And yeah, I definitely think there's not any freedom there whatsoever. Speaking there was Peyton Strood, a grade 11 student at Huntsville High School. In this day and age, the media has a huge effect on our everyday lives. Scrolling through your phone, shopping, even just walking down the street, you'll find different sorts of media influencing you in different ways, even if you don't notice it at first. In fact, the power of suggestion works so well that large corporations pay incredible sums of money to alter your perceptions. The goal isn't just to sell a product, but to have you buy into all of the feelings and beliefs that go into it, regardless of whether they're true or completely false. That's why companies train you to think happy when you eat and drink stuff that's bad for you. We're suggested to drink Coca-Cola and eat McDonald's hamburgers. I mean, think of what a happy meal means to a kid. Most people aren't cognizant of the messages coming at them because they're so used to it. If you really look at what's coming at you through the media, about 90% is giving you bad information and only 10% is giving you information that's good for you, for your well-being. Every day, people are being misguided. I mean, how many beautiful, thin women do you know who eat fatty hamburgers on a regular basis? You look at the obesity epidemic in the United States and you can see firsthand the power of suggestion. Everybody's different, so some people will be more vulnerable to certain products and ideas than others. Some will even blindly accept political opinions that are heinous and hateful, even if they believe themselves to be good, God-fearing people because they were manipulated by a politician who just wants to rile up support for himself. And we all know the incredible damaging power of certain cults and extremist groups. My point is that the power of suggestion is real and it works. That was a clip of Sasha Carrion, a mind coach and certified hypnotherapist, speaking about how the media is manipulating people. Everyone wants to fit in, so they change themselves to look and act like others around them. They conform to being who society thinks they should be, even if that's not what they truly want themselves. Although we may feel burdened by the power the government, media, and society have over us, We cannot forget its importance. Tony Bernard, a former law professor at the University of California, says, quote, Truth be told, government and we the people are not just connected. We're utterly dependent on each other. Government depends on us for revenue, and we depend on government for protection and services. From inspecting the safety of the food we eat to saving lives when there's a human-made or natural disaster. Government 
federal, state, and local, contributes to our quality of life, end quote. Here's a quick example from an episode of the Infographics Show of what a day in the life would look like without a government. Let's just assume that in this case study, you simply woke up one day and the government had disappeared overnight, vanished into thin air, leaving us all to fend for ourselves. One of the first things most of us do after waking up is brush our teeth. But when you go to turn on the tap, knowing there is no public services authority, you'd be wondering, is the water supply safe to drink? Who's decontaminating it from dangerous bacteria? Feeling a little gritty with your unbrushed teeth, you might head back to the bedroom to get dressed for work. But if you use public transport for the commute, you'll soon realize you can't get there. We're only 20 minutes into the day, and it's already looking bleak. You decide to check up on the latest news to see how much impact the lack of government is having on the country. There would be chaos in the financial markets. The U.S. federal debt exceeded $21 trillion in March 2018, and it is the largest single investment instrument in the market. If the federal government disappeared, there would be no guarantee of the debt being honored. The value of the U.S. dollar would also become completely questionable. Each note is backed by what's known as the full faith and credit of the U.S. government. But with no U.S. government, what would it be worth? The federal government is also responsible for a whole host of corporate functions such as taxes, regulations, and trade operations. There's no backup plan to keep any of this going if the whole government disappeared overnight. One thing that may shoot up in value would be gold and silver, as precious metals would always be worth something in trade, so quick-thinking investors would jump on that. It's a pretty dreary first morning as you sit watching the financial chaos, wishing you could brush your teeth. The government provides many services to help improve our quality of life, and without it, life would be completely different. And who knows, without any rules or restrictions, chaos might emerge in an every man for himself battle, and we might end up living in a real life Lord of the Flies. We need order to keep us all safe and civil. Here to provide his opinion is philosophy teacher Trevor Arndt. There is very little freedom in our society. Free will is an illusion. There are so many pressures that control our lives social media, the need to be accepted, peer pressure, the need to be quote-unquote successful, parents and teachers telling young people what to do and what's important. That's let alone the mainstream media and politicians and other authorities telling us what to think, what to buy, what to buy into. We're pretty much sheep, and only rarely does uh, the individual think for themselves, think critically, and truly act autonomously. Not that we can live without a level of control. I think William Golding got it right in Lord of the Flies and Thomas Hobbes in The Leviathan that um, human beings by nature are selfish self-serving animals who hurt each other in order to get what they want, what they need. Look at business and politics or in times of crisis throughout history or even today, all around the world, in our own communities, in our own places of business, 
um, people treat each other like shit and will take any opportunity to screw over the weak or those who are too kind. Um, so we do need some level of control to prevent us from reverting to this selfish, animalistic instinct and prevent us from basically killing each other. There's a huge controversy between whether we need more control or freedom in today's society. Both freedom and order have their pros and cons. Individuals should have enough control of their lives and not feel pressured by the media and government to do something they don't believe in. But without a government placing regulations, there are many services that would not be provided anymore. And if civilians are given complete freedom to do what we wish, how do we know that we won't use it to only serve ourselves? Society needs freedom and order to survive. But in what proportion? Which one do we have too much of? And which one do we need more of? And how exactly do we find this balance? These are all questions with unlimited answers. What's yours? Thank you for listening to this episode. I'd also like to thank everyone involved and interviewed in this podcast. You can check out more of my podcasts on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, and Radio Public. This is Briar Summers, signing off.